Good morning. Morning, Just want us to open up our hearts to the Lord this morning. Just begin to say thank you to Jesus. First of all, for the privilege of being called by him, of being known by him, of being summoned by him to be part of what he's doing in this time. So just lift up your voice. I'm going to say thank you, Father. Thank you. It's not about us. Is about yes. him. You're going to say thank you to him. Thank you for your call. Thank you for your call. Thank you for your call. Your grace has me just as I am. Thank you. We give you praise.
prosperity and the, and the depth of, of your pursuit. I want more. I want more. I want more. I don't want to settle for less. 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 I don't want to Amen. A bit very briefly, because I want us to pray. Okay, let's go to um, Isaiah chapter 6. The scripture that, I mean, maybe anybody who has been a Christian, maybe within your first year of being a Christian, the scripture you would have come across. You know, I'm just going to read it very quickly and then just highlight a few things. Let me read from the New King James Version. Isaiah chapter 6. I'll start from the beginning. I'll just highlight the key points. I may not have to read everything. Since in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on the throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above it stood seraphim. Each one had six wings. With two, he covered his face. With two, he covered his feet. And with two, he flew. And one cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. Now you need to understand that if you are reading the King James or the New King James, in the Hebrew, the word that is, that is called the Lord of hosts is actually the Lord of the army. Okay, if, you read it, if you are reading a more modern translation, you see that instead of hosts, it's the armies. Okay? So it says, holy, holy, holy is, so I can say, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of the armies. The whole earth is full of his glory. It said, and the posts of the door were shaken by the voice of him who cried out. Oh, and the house was filled with smoke. So I said, now this, this, this Isaiah's response, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of the people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a life coal, which he had taken from the tongues from the altar. And he touched my mouth with it and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your iniquity is taken away, and your sin is purged. Also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then I said, here am I, send me. Okay, it's interesting that you, you would think that a scripture like this would be in chapter 1 of Isaiah, which would probably be showing us that this is how he started his ministry. But it's interesting that it was stuck somewhere in chapter 6. So for five chapters, Isaiah had been speaking for God. He has been talking for God. He had been making some declarations. He had been prophesying. In fact, his first five chapters, he was filled with a lot of woe. He said woe to the people. He said woe to the leaders. He said woe to the priests. He said woe to the, to the, to the political leaders you know, in, in, in Israel and Judah. It was five chapters of ministry, okay, but that did not have a commissioning. So yes, it's possible for God to say fantastic things about us. We can receive prophecies. We can receive, you know, an idea of the callings of the Father. Where God has said, look, I'm sending you, or I've called you, rather, I've called you, you know, into this particular industry. I've 
called you into this particular territory. I've called you into this particular assignment. You know, I've called you. Uh, I've, I've, I'm going to place a burden in your heart for marriages that are struggling so that through the wisdom I will put in you, you'll be able to bring those marriages together. Maybe I've called you into the healthcare systems of Africa. Maybe I've called, whatever it is you have said, I've called you to be. Okay. Many times we seem to we seem to not realize that the calling of God does not automatically mean the sending of God. Okay, so so God had called Isaiah, and Isaiah began to prophesy. Everything he said in the first five chapters were messages from God. Okay, but it was out of a call and not out of a sending. So for those five chapters, he spoke the mind of God, but he had not yet been sent. And of course, we know that as children of God, the moment we get plugged into Christ, we are that from that time henceforth, from that, from, the, from that time, we ought to also start to serve Him, be active, be 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 be, be relevant, you know, in the vineyard of God. God is different from the sending of God, and we see that for Isaiah, in those first five chapters, he experienced the calling. But then in the sixth chapter, and those five chapters, he was speaking. So it's possible to speak for God without yet having a personal encounter with God. Because today we're talking about the knowledge of God. Okay, so in the sixth chapter, the Bible says that King Uzziah died. And when Uzziah died, the next thing that we see was that Isaiah said, I saw the Lord. I saw the Lord. He was sitting on a throne. And the, our, our first introduction to God when we get born again is an introduction to a God on a cross, okay? A God on a cross that loves us, a God on a cross that came to save us, okay? Well, you see, we must, our knowledge of God must transition from the God on the cross to the God on the throne because they, 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 they place two sets of separate demands on us. The God on the cross has come with you in focus, with you in focus. He has come, your sins is taken away, your sicknesses are taken away, your, 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 your death is taken away. He's giving you his life. He's giving you his, 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 his health and his healing, and he's giving you his everything. Okay, that's the God on the cross. Of course, we know that. Um, in the book of John, when, when, when Philip said to Jesus, I think in John 14, he said, that show us the Father. I'm speaking in King James, and he said, and it sufficed us. And Jesus said to him, he said, that if you have seen the Father, you have seen me. Okay? So Jesus is the revelation of the Father. So when we get born again, the God we're introduced to is God on the cross. But you see, what Isaiah saw was the God on the throne. And we know that today, Christ is not on the cross. Yes, his cross, the, his transaction on the cross is still speaking for us. But the reality is that today, okay, he's the God on the throne. The God on the throne represents a dimension of God that we need to know. He represents him as king. See, God is not a president. God is not a senator. God is not a governor in the sense of a modern political language. Where as a president, if you don't like him, you are waiting for him at the polls. In four years, you vote him out. No. With God, you are stuck with him as king forever. He's king. What does it mean for him to be king? That means that he has a government. His word is final. He has, he has a system. And the Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 12, it says that, it says that um, I think that's verse 20, 20, 28, if I'm not mistaken. But Hebrews 12, anyways, it says that 
seeing that we have received a kingdom that cannot be shaken. What does that mean? The kingdom of God is not going to shift for you. If there is a shift, you have to make the shift. The kingdom of God will not align to you. You have to align to it. So, as God's people, people that have, we have recognized that we are part of his army, what does it mean to be part of God's army? It means that we are plugged into the civil service or the, the military service of God. We are plugged in to, to we, have, we have signed up Okay, to work with him to achieve his purposes on the earth. Okay, and you know, in the army, suggestions are not given. You only have instructions. So there's a, there's a knowledge of God. We need to transition our knowledge of God from a place where, you know, um, he's just a savior. And, we, you know, when you preach the salvation message, which is very foundational, very important, without it, you know, we don't have a chance. But when, when you focus too much on the salvation message, you know, it almost begins to give you the idea that the central personality in Christianity is the believer. But that, there is nothing more untrue. The central personality in Christianity is Christ. Okay? It's Christ. It's the God side. It's the king. Bible says, I'm to say, I've set my king, okay, in Zion. So the first thing Isaiah saw was that he saw the Lord sitting on the throne. He saw the Lord sitting on the throne. He, saw, he, had to, he, had to, he had to now begin to learn to see God as a king. See God as a king with, with, with instructions. See God as a king that has a mandate. Okay? And, and a king upon his throne, he's not dealing in suggestions. He's dealing with edicts, decrees, and instructions. That king in, 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 in life, it may be your husband. Okay? Let's speak naturally. Maybe your husband, when you, when you are with him in the kitchen, you can rub his head and say, oh, my darling, or play with him and call him by his pet name. But when he's on that throne, even his mother, when she approaches the throne, she's not his mother again. Okay? She belongs to him. She, she's not, she will come and bow. She will come and bow when he's on the throne. It's like a judge. You enter the court of a judge. You may be his wife. Okay? Or you may, you may even be maybe a young judge. But when you enter his court, the only thing that's expected for me is my Lord, my Lord. Okay, so so the 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 the, the knowledge of God that Isaiah had had to transition. See, I saw the Lord sitting on the throne, high and lifted up. Okay, and the train of His robe filled the temple. Let me move a little quicker. See, above it stood seraphim. Each one had six wings. Okay, you know, there is a there is, if, if we look at how, of course, we know that the relationship that the angels have with the Lord. Is not the same as what we have because the angels, yes, they, they, they are full of reverence for him. Yes, they love him. Yes, they worship him. But you see, in terms of in terms of calling, I mean, we are operating at a far higher level than the angels are. But we, we can learn something from how the seraphim related to the God that was upon the throne. Said that they had six wings, but with two, they covered their face. That was a sign of, of reverence. And look, we don't, we, we, we don't want to be seen. Okay, we want to be in his service as part of his because when we talk about the Lord of the armies, there are two sets of armies. Okay, if you read the New Testament, you see that you see, you see the part of the Bible where it talks about the Lord descending, you, you know, from the heavens with his army of angels. Okay, but there's another, there's another regiment of his army, which is the army of his saints, that is us. Okay, so we have the celestial army and the terrestrial army, but we are in one, we are, we are, we are in one contingent serving the King of Kings. But see, they covered their faces. It was a sign of 
strong reverence that that in a day like this it seems to be missing i think it's Hosea chapter 4. he said that the, the prophet was crying out he said that there's no truth in the land and then and, and that there's no knowledge of god bible says in the book of first samuel chapter 1 it was describing the sons of eli he said about them these were guys that they were priests so they had office okay but they had no reverence he said that this say the sons of eli said they were sons of belial he said because they did not know the lord so it's possible to be serving and not know him not know him intimately not know him for who he really is not have an accurate picture of who he is but if you want to if you want to sign up you want to respond to this call that has gone out we say call my army it, it's going to ride on the bedrock of strong knowledge of who he is he said that they covered their faces and they covered their feet and then they flew okay, let me just move quickly say i said and then they began to cry to one another holy 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 is the lord of the armies now don't forget that this was what isaiah was observing there are many things that they could have called the lord of the armies they could have called him strong 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 they could have called him powerful 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 they could have called him whatever but you see if we drill god down to him to his most essential element what is left is holiness and if we must interact with the lord of the armies we have to know him as a holy God. You know, in, in recent times, this, 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 this is what God has been dealing with me about, strangely, especially about the, the, the coming together of his army. So I was quite amazed when I saw the team of your fast, someone is army. Okay, about the, about the coming together of his army. And of course, about the fact that if we are going to work with God as the commander of the army, then we have to know him for who he is. Okay, there are many sides to God, but it is the foundation. In fact, these guys did not, they know, they not even say, you know how we like to say in the New Testament, they say God is love. And indeed, all through scripture, God is love. But you see, at the essential of God is his holiness. The, the ability for God to love you depends on his holiness. The ability for God to be faithful to you depends on his holiness. The Bible says in the book of Psalm 89, I think verse 34, 35, if I'm not mistaken, it says, I have sworn by my holiness, I will not lie to my servant David. So God's faithfulness is tied to his holiness. When, when, when Anna had a child, after a long time of not having children, and she began to sing a song, she said in First Samuel chapter 2, she said, there is none holy as the Lord. There, neither is there any beside him. So you see that the ability for God to do the things that we like him to do depends on his foundational character of holiness. And we need to restore that. We need to, we need to contend for that dimension of knowledge, especially in the church. You know, part of the things that, that will determine our knowledge of God, even as, as the army of God, is, is, the, is the restoration of true doctrine. True doctrine. True doctrine. If you join an army, before you are ever allowed to hold a gun, you are going to be sent into a classroom. You are going to, they're, they're, in fact, in, in the army, there's a department called doctrine, okay, and education, department of army education and doctrine, okay, where you are going to be internalized with the realities and the truth of the kingdom you are fighting for. And I think that one of the things that we need to recover is the doctrine of the holiness of God. When I say doctrine, I'm not just talking about amassing facts in your head. I'm talking about a full revelation of who God is. That God is holy. God is set apart. God is special. God is in a class all by himself. God is infinitely pure. And Bible says in First Peter, he said that as he that, I think that's First Peter 1, 15 and 16, say as he that called you is holy, so you also be holy in all manner of conversation. 
So we cannot hope, we have no chance of expressing holiness when we do not know him as a holy God. We have, been, we have been exposed to him as a God that loves us. And that is so important. Without that foundation, we'll miss the point. We have been exposed to him as a God that is faithful. And that is important. We have been exposed to him as a God that is merciful. And that is important. But we must ride and raise our level of knowledge to know him as a God that is holy. As a God that is holy. As a God that is, that, that, that is, is holy, that is mindful of purity, that is mindful of holiness. So when, when that happened, he said that, and the posts of the door were shaken by the voice of him who cried out, and the house was filled with smoke. So I said, woe is me. Now, from verse 6, from verse 5, we now get to see the response of all of these things on Isaiah. It's a little like when, when John saw Jesus, in, first, in Revelation chapter 1. Now don't forget that when John, John wrote the book of John, and he, he used to describe himself as the one whom Jesus loved. You know, and in fact, when, on the Last Supper, he was so close to Jesus that he had to rest his head on the chest of Jesus. But when he saw that was, that was Jesus that was about to get to the cross. When he, however, saw Jesus of the throne, when he saw Jesus of the throne, he didn't do that. Not because he didn't want to, but because he was seeing a new revelation of Christ. Everything he saw at this time in Revelation 1 was fire. I'm saying his eyes were of fire. His thighs were of bronze that were, that were put in a furnace of fire. Everything about him was burning with holiness. And the Bible says that John said, I fell down as one dead. And he had to be raised up by the Lord and said, fear not. Fear not. Fear not. Okay, so... That's what happened here, that when, 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 when Isaiah saw the reality of the holiness of God, the God he has been speaking for for five chapters, okay, but he didn't see him in his full element. When you see God in his full element, the one word is holiness. Holiness, holiness, set apart, special, none like you, okay, pure. He began to realize who, how, how, how horrible he was. He began to realize that I thought I was good. I thought I was a good guy. And the rest of the people were the bad guys. No wonder I was. Because in chapter 1 to 5, there were wolves everywhere. But then here he finally turned the wool to himself. And said, woe is me. I am undone. Because I'm a man of unclean lips. And I dwell in the midst of the people of unclean lips. See, we want to, we want to speak for God. We want to do things for God. But God has certain standards. I'm telling you the things that God has been dealing with me on. God has certain standards that, you know, at certain times, God will allow some things. But if, 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 if we want to go higher in him, he's going to challenge us. He's going to challenge us. He say, look, it is important to me that you don't just speak for me, but that you look like me. You look like me. Not just look like me with confession, but look like me in every manner of conversation, according to the King James in First Peter chapter 1, 15 and 16. So, interestingly, Isaiah said something. He said, I dwell in the midst of the people of unclean lips. And I am a man of unclean lips. You know, you see, and my eyes have seen the change. There's a problem when we are God's people. There's now no more any difference between us and the culture and the culture around us. There's no more difference. 
The culture around us is steeped in corruption, and we are steeped in corruption. These are the things we have to confront. I'm not saying this because I'm perfect. No, I'm telling you from the place, I'm, I'm, I'm being open to you this morning. I'm telling you from the place of the dealings of God with me. I'm not saying 10 years ago, like I've gotten it perfect. No, I'm saying in recent times, God dealing with me and saying, look, that you cannot propose to, 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 to stand for me. And the, 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 the filth in the culture is also present in your life. But that's what Isaiah was saying. I'm a man of unclean lips, and I dwell among the people of unclean lips. That the, the, the filth in the culture had entered the life of Isaiah. The, 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 the unfaithfulness in the culture has entered the life of God's people. The immorality in the culture has entered the life of God's people. The inconsistencies in the culture has entered the life of God's people. The compromise in the, in the culture has entered the life of God's people. And the only thing that God needed to do to bring Isaiah to this point was to show him to Isaiah, to show himself to Isaiah. God didn't preach a message. He just showed Isaiah, said, this is who I am. Do you want to walk with this God that is this holy? And Isaiah decided to, he, he now saw, ah, for five chapters, I've been shouting, yes, I've been saying the true things, but not from a place of knowledge. I've been saying things that are correct, factual. Okay, it's not that Isaiah was prophesying lies in those five chapters, no. But he was, the, the, the vessel that was generating those oracles was not operating at the same frequency with the giver of the oracle. So it lacked potency. It lacked potency. And he began to repent. He said, I'm undone. And immediately his, 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 his knowledge of God was elevated. His knowledge of himself became clear. Because the more you know God, the more you know yourself. And the more you would have no, no trust in yourself. The more you know God, the less trust you have in yourself. The more confidence you have in yourself that you are not a star, you now have an anointing, you now have, I mean, these days you are praying for people and, 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 and people are following over the power. These days you are prophesying and it's getting more true. The more confidence you have in yourself to do those things, okay, you are, you are, you are confident in your ability to close deals. The more, the more you know God, the less confidence you have in yourself. And that's what happened, that as the Lord gave Isaiah a revelation of himself, Isaiah had no choice. He now began to realize his desperate need of God to help him to be holy. And a system was released to him. And the Bible says that if a coal of fire was put on his lips, a live coal of fire was put on his lips, and that is because his complaint was about his lips. And that's where, that's where the, that surgical oppression in the spirit was done. Because God, Isaiah had a role in the army of God. Don't forget that the introduction of God in the scripture was holy, holy, holy is the Lord of the armies. The Lord of the armies. But the Lord of the armies is a holy God. Is a holy God. Is a holy Lord. And if we're going to sign up into his army, if we're going to respond to his call, we have to come crying and asking him to help us. Yes, just by, just, by being, just by being, you know, called by God. Anything that is attached to God is holy. Okay, but that is holiness based on the invitation of God. Okay, Bible talks about the holy Sabbath, the holy feast, the holy cups, the holy vessels, the holy, anything that is, that is attached to God is holy. But then beyond that call, okay, I would say that we should walk worthy of the calling. So the holiness must, must shift from the place of the calling to the place of the character, because we are dealing with a commander in chief that is holy. 
So there's a, we're going to talk to God today. That's cold. There's a life cold. It's, it's, it's not from you. You cannot do it by yourself. So I'm not now. This the aim of this is not to call us to not become so. You know, you're going to and think. I'm, in fact, I'm going to be snow. It's it's, it's 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 just about cooperating with the with the grace of God, but it's going to cost us something. It's about cooperating and saying, God, whatever I need to cut off. You know, in the New Testament, we don't we don't believe when Jesus said, if your eye causes you to sin, cut it off. Of course, we know he wasn't telling you to cut off your physical eye, but he was showing us how desperately, you know, ruthless you must be on anything that wants to stand between you and the call of God. Desperately ruthless. We've lost those dimensions. We've lost those dimensions because when we preach grace these days, we emphasize on the lowest rung of grace, and that is forgiveness. Forgiveness is the most basic. Okay, but as you go higher in grace, you begin to see that after forgiveness, there's power in grace. There's power. Paul said, I labor more than the oboyet from I, but the grace of God that was in me. Then there's, there's education in grace. So that the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. But So that's the first level. But the next level is teaching us to deny. Okay, then you see that there is, there is, there is, there is alignment in grace. See that seeing that we have received the kingdom that cannot be moved, let us have grace that we may serve God acceptably. See that dimension. That's what the Bible says in Peter. It says, grow in grace and in the knowledge of our God and Savior Jesus Christ. So, it was after this work had been done in the life of Isaiah that we then see that the Lord now called him. He was now sent. See, who shall I send? So he was doing chapter one to five. He was just doing it. Nothing wrong with that. Okay? We bless God for the, for the things we have been able to achieve. But now we are talking about entering into the service of the king, of the, of the Lord of the army. Say, who shall I send? And who will go for us? And then he said, here am I. Send me. You know, lastly, Philippians chapter three, when we read it, when Paul talks about that I may know him, and the power of it. We start, we start to quote that scripture from there. But we don't quote the earlier verses. The earlier verses, Paul talks about, say that all of these things that I was before, he said, I counted it as done for the purpose of the excellency of his knowledge. So to know him is going to cost us something. We're going to make decisions. To say, God, I, I, I'm coming up higher to it. I'm coming up higher. Mount Zion is called the mountain of his holiness. God is called the God of holiness, the holy God. It's a holy God. God is not just is looking for an army of people that look like him. See, there are dimensions in God. I'm telling you, there are dimensions in God. There are dimensions in God that God is calling us to. God wants to express his glory through his people. But that will say that, that his beauty may be seen on us. God wants to express his abilities through his people. But now it's important to God what we do, how we look like, how 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 strongly we are engaging with him. I want our first prayer point this this now to just be this. Now God, give me a true revelation of who you are. Give me a true revelation of who you are. Yes, I have known you as as, as God. God is love. God is light. God is life. These are important things. But I want to capture a true revelation of you as God mm. that is holy. Lift your voice and begin to pray. Oh, I want Father, to know you as the Holy Jesus. God. Oh, I want to know you as the Holy God. Oh, I want to know you as the Holy God. I want to know you as the Holy God. I want to know you as the Holy God. I want to know you as the Holy God. I want to know you as the Holy God. I want to know you as the Holy God. 
every distortion in my knowledge of you. Let it be removed for accurate sight, accurate knowledge. Accurate sight, accurate knowledge. Mande sikura breko talika debosh. I want to know you as you are. I want to know you as you are. I want to know you as you are. Mande zikitini kadabaya. Introduce me to your holiness. When I look into the scripture, I want to see the reality of your holiness. Because in your holiness is my holiness. In your holiness is my holiness. Ebrando zikitini kadabaya. Lande zikitini kadabosh. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of the armies. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of the armies. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of the armies. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of the armies. Rande zikubra kotila mundos i kande zikubra dilake runda so kotila kura bazika kile in the dimension of your holiness, O God, in the sacred and the Purushikaya Baba, Rekhi Zakatayi Purushikaya Baba, Ibarakara Purushikaya Baba, Baruda Zukotoli Kabaya, Rando Zukotoli Kabaya, Radu Zaketele Keremosh, Rakoro Lomo Zekatele Keremosh, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, you know, um, when, 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 when Isaiah saw him, he, he passed a verdict on himself. He passed a verdict on himself. And he said, woe is me. Because, you see, without him, we cannot, of course, he, it is his call that makes us holy. So we are, as, as long as we are associated with him, we are holy. But so also are spoons and cups. Because in the Old Testament, spoons and cups were holy because they were set apart for the use of God. Okay, but you see, when we begin to express true holiness is when everything about us, okay, has only one purpose, to give him glory. Then your life is catching up with the calling of holiness on you. And, and, that's, and that's what we need tonight. Isaiah cried out. He said that I'm a man of unclean lips. I want you to be honest with the Lord this morning. I say, Lord, there are dimensions in my life that is looking like the dimensions of the culture, the godless culture around me. I'm seeing it. I'm mm. still it in my life. I'm still, we have to be honest because it's, 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 in, it's, it's in our honesty that is going to supply some fire this morning. Some fire to deal with some deep rooted issues. You know, there are some things that came into Canaan with us from Egypt. Bible talked about the, the, the mixed multitude that left Egypt. And they, they, they were the ones that kept troubling the children of Israel in the wilderness. Which the Bible says that the mixed multitude, they were the ones that were lost in after it. They were the ones that were, that were troubling Israel. And they began to corrupt the good seed in Israel. We are going to cry to God. He's a God of mercy. He's a God that helps. I would say that we have the Holy Ghost to help us. You're going to expose yourself to him this morning. And say, God, for Isaiah, it was lips. For some of us, it's whatever it is for you. Ask him, say, Lord, introduce the call of fire. Introduce the call of fire into my life. Introduce the call of fire. It may cause pain. The call of fire, sometimes it comes with instructions. But God is saying, I'm cutting off this relationship in your life forever. You are not going to, and if the relationship you like, but God is saying, I'm cutting it off. The relationship has given you money before. It's a business relationship, whatever it has helped you. God is saying, that relationship, that thing, you have to put the life to it. Because you are called to my holy, whatever I do. 
lift your voice this, this morning and begin to call on the God of Zion. We say, Lord, I want to subscribe to the higher echelons of your army. Mm-hmm. But I realize that there is this thing in me, there is this thing in me that has to go. There is this thing in me that I'm seeing in the culture and I'm still seeing in my life. As I said that I'm a man of unclean lips and I dwell among the people of unclean lips. What are the things that we are seeing in the culture? What are seeing in us? I'm here this morning. I'm here to help you. I'm to help you. We ask for your help, O God, that by your mercy and your help, my Lord, and my God, we will be fully transformed, O God, and conform to the image of holiness in the name of Jesus. dimensions in God. Now you see, when we read Isaiah, there was something that we saw there. He said that, he said that um, in verse 4, he says, and the posts of the door, this was when the Lord appeared, when the Lord showed up, in this true essence, the posts of the door were shaken by the voice of him that cried out. So, you see, when God comes, he comes to the train. He comes to an entourage. But there's a preparation. There's, when God comes, he comes to an entourage. So, now we begin to understand some things in the New Testament, where the Bible says that in, in Acts chapter 4, that when they, you know, when Paul, when Peter and John had been had been um, persecuted, and then the Bible says in chapter four that they went back to their own, 
And then they began to pray, and they began to pray, and they began to say, Lord, behold their threatenings, and, and grant that with all boldness, your servant may speak your word, and by stretching out your hand to heal the sick, and all of that. The Bible says, yeah, I think in verse 30, if I'm not mistaken, of that, chapter 4, or 32, whatever, towards the end of chapter 4, the Bible says that, and when they had finished praying, the whole room where they were was shaken. Have you ever prayed? And this, I'm not talking about you. Maybe you are feeling fire in your body. Or maybe you are praying in a meeting and then the Spirit of God breaks out. I'm talking about a frequency of God revealed where the physical materiality, the, 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 the world begins to shake. You know that Jesus prayed one time and when he prayed, the Bible says that his cloth, his garment became white. He entered the frequency in the Spirit that produced, you know, dry cleaning. His garment began to, began to glisten. The Bible says that it was glistening that no soap on earth can make it white like that. Where, where, see, I've, I've been in, 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 in some, 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 some gatherings, you know, where the power of God was so intense that material things began to take light. We're not talking about humans, we're talking about laptops. You know, the hard drive was no more working. But the, 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 the frequency of the dimension of God that, that was released in that room, it began to heal laptops, earpiece that was bad. It began to heal earpiece. But you see, what happened is that, what, what, so that's chapter 4. If you, if you go to chapter 17 of the same Acts, where Paul and Silas, they were in the prison, I would say they began to pray and sing. And then again, the foundations were shaking. What, what kind of prayer were they praying? Was it that they were listening the way, because they were shouting? Was it because they were shouting? Was it because, you know, they were speaking in tongues that had not been spoken before? No. It was the sacrifice of their lives invoked a dimension of God that when the Lord appeared, he came with his entourage. Because what led to the shaking of the door in, in Isaiah 6 was just one angel that was just saying, holy, holy, holy. And the sound of his voice, okay, the world began to, the, the Bible said that the door began to shake. The doorposts began to shake. There are, some, there are some things that can come down. You see, some of the things we are battling with in, in, in our time today, talking about maybe, you know, the, the world is encroaching on the church. You know, these days, Christians are praying in Nigeria. Oh God, the headsmen are coming. See, it's because we have not been able to generate certain frequencies. We need to understand that in the kingdom of God, there are, there are different, there's the, in the economy of grace, okay, the, the economy of grace is all grace. But inside the economy of grace, there's also an economy of reward. Not everything in the kingdom of God is about grace, no. Now, let me explain that so that you don't get me wrong. Everything is about grace, actually. But I'm saying that the expression, because what is grace? Grace is the expression of God to you, okay? But there are some dimensions of grace that don't just depend on God. There are some dimensions of grace that also depend on you. Bible says in Hebrews chapter 1, let me give you an example. It says that concerning Christ, say, you, Jesus, you have loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore, your God has promoted you. That is, that's an economy of reward, okay? So it wasn't about what God did. It was about how he responded to what God did that led to that promotion. There are some things we are praying for. We are spending nights and nights and nights to deal with small issues in the territory. It's because the people of God have not grown in stature. How do we grow in stature? It's holiness. What is holiness? It's not about saying, I will not talk to anybody again. No. Holiness simply means embracing the fact that you are for God. And everything that you do must be to the glory of God. That's all holiness is. That's all, that's all God is asking of us. So, I want us to pray to God and say, God, 
bring us to a higher place. There's a place in God, there's a place in God that the things that we are currently bothered about now, they will be gone. I'm telling you, because we, we can now see that what led to those shakings in, 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 in Isaiah, what led, I mean, what led to those shakings in, 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 in Acts 4, in Acts 17, was because there was a frequency of life. There was a frequency of life that was emitted from the lives of those people that were engaging God. And it provoked a response from heaven. So it's not just about, you know, um, God will do everything. No. God has done everything for us already. But there's a response that he expects from us, not as babies anymore, but as ranking sons and daughters. I want, to, I want you to pray with intensity in the next two minutes. And say, God, this dimension that you have read about, I forbid that it be, it's just a story in my life. I forbid it. These are dimensions we will enter into. We will enter into that when we begin to pray, the frequencies that are emanating from our life, not just the words we are saying, it will, pro, it will, it will be in sync with the high level frequencies in heaven. And when they collide, my God, that the, the, even the realm of materiality around us would experience the, 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 the height of frequencies that are released. Lift your voice and begin to pray and say, God, Help me, help me to get to that place. There's a place in you where my life is completely aligned to your will and it begins to generate new frequencies in the spirit. Where my life is completely aligned to your will, that is what holiness is. That we are not struggling with God, that He has the right of way to, to access every part of our life. People lift up your voice and begin to cry to Him and say, God, help us, help us, help us, help us, help us. Help me to align. Help my life to produce a frequency. Help my life to produce a frequency that will resonate with the frequency of heaven. Help my life to produce a frequency that will resonate with the frequency of heaven. It's time to get away from childish things. Paul said, when I became a man, I put away childish things. It's time to get away from childish things. Lastly, you're going to ask God for equipment. Equipment. Lord, in your heart, Lord is going to help us. We're not going to lose our strength. Even when we say that, you know, we're going to bring our, our sacrifice. Even the, our ability to bring our life as sacrifice is dependent on the grace of God. It's going to help us, but we have, we have to be willing. But you see, after these transactions, 
Bible says that when Isaiah finally submitted to the will of God, that he was now commissioned. Who shall we send and who will go for us? I want you to lift up your voice tonight or this morning, as the case may be. I begin to ask him for equipment, for equipment, for equipment, for equipment. Some of us, we need new levels of fire. The fire you have, there's nothing wrong with it, but it's just that it's not strong enough for the things that you are telling God you want to do. Mm. Okay? There, are some, there are some things that God is inspiring in your heart. Now, God is inspiring those things in your heart so that he can provoke you to seek for new levels of equipment. So Jesus, if you look at the patterns of Jesus, Jesus will call you first, but he will not tell you, guy, go to the upper room and wait first for equipment to come. Okay? But he had called them things. Don't forget, the moment he called Peter, at the, at the sea of Gen- of the sea of Galilee, he had already told him that I'm making you a fish of men. That was his mandate for years. Okay, but all that Peter did for the three years that Jesus was around, Peter did not do from one of his own anointing. No, he was just living on borrowed Wi-Fi. You know, he connected to the Wi-Fi of Jesus and was browsing. Okay, but Jesus said, you need to generate your own internet. You need to generate your own because I'm going, and you need to generate your own. So they locked themselves up. And began to pray. So there's equipping. There's equipping. The Holy Ghost is going to wear some of us as a garment this morning. He's going to mm. wear you. He's going to wear you. And you're going to begin to experience divine abilities. For some of us, because many times when we think about the, 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 the problem of the Spirit, we only think about it in terms of abilities. But for some of us, it's going to come as workings of the soul that is going to contend with, with strongholds in your heart that you have been crying to God and say, God, this thing has been disturbing me for years. I've been trying. I've not been able to get, get rid of it. Not going to help us to come out of those things in this season. So, so for some of us, express itself as working of the character of God into your soul. So I, I want you to lift up your voice this morning in just those two minutes. And begin to ask him, begin to ask him for, for, for a torch, a torch, a torch, a torch, a torch. You are the one that knows the, the whisperings of, of Jehovah into your heart. And, and, and he has been whispering some things, has been whispering some things. But you have to acknowledge that Isaiah did. I can't do this by myself, oh God. I, 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 I want new fire. I want new rivers to begin to bubble up on the inside of me. I want new abilities as, as, a, as a member of your army, as a member of your army, as a member of your army, as a member of your army. Lift up your voice and begin to ask him. Because the new the new that sends an army out without giving him weapons. As I begin to ask for fresh weapons,
We try not fire And my heart desire is to be Yes, yes, Lord. 
with every desire, oh God. Let there be a release, a supply of grace for those who to experience reality in the name Amen. of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Ask, oh God, for fresh equipping. Breathe yes. your fire upon us. Breathe your fire upon us. When Ben saw you in Revelation 1, he saw your eyes as a fire. We, we want to look like you. We want our eyes to carry fire. When John saw you, saw your hair as white as wool, speaking of your ancient wisdom, we want to be as wise as, as, as the ancient one to carry your wisdom. Breathe your wisdom upon us, O oh God. Instead of feet with fire. He said that your feet was burned like bronze that was put in a furnace of fire. We want our mission, we want our going out to be by fire, not by our own strength. We Amen. fire upon our movement in the name of Jesus. Amen. God. So that I ask, oh God, let there be an outpouring of fire right now. Everything Amen. that we need to become, to play the part in your army that you have called us to. Let there be a release in the name of Jesus. And I know it, 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 it's pouring out, you know, I'm hearing in my spirit songs of fire. Every army, every army has what you call the army band. And the role of the army band is to release sound that will inspire the army into doing its work, into fighting, into inspiring the army. So the Lord is saying that I'm 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 consecrating and commissioning an army of singers, an army of singers. So there are some of us that 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 you have the Lord is going to start releasing, giving you songs, not just contriving because you know how to sing. No. Songs from heaven. The sound of heaven. Yes. Amen. Sometimes maybe you hear about the family of a, of a child of God that is going through trouble and you begin to cry. It breaks your heart. But I just see the Lord putting a crown on your head of wisdom that families that have been married that have been written off, okay, when they come in contact with the wisdom that God is going to give to you, you are going to be able to resurrect even the deadest of marriages. And not only will you do it as one on one, just one of no. God is going to give you wisdom. You're going to write they're going to write material. They're going to record maybe DVDs or all of those things. Courses, courses for marriages that is focused at restoring Amen. even the deadest of marriages. And and Lord, we ask let there be a release of that wisdom into that person. That person has been has been, has been bonding about homes, bonding, bonding about marriages. Let that let that let that be released, be released, be released, be released. Be released. The fire, the grace, Amen. the breath of wisdom Amen. to do that. Let it be released in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Father. Whatever I see you are asking for in terms of equipment is released tonight. Is released tonight. Is released tonight. In Jesus. Amen. 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 Amen.
Amen. And so, Father, we just thank you this morning. We thank you for your word, O oh God. We thank you for the impartation this morning. We thank you, Father, because you are causing us, Lord, you are, you are causing and imparting us, O oh God, with a fresh fire, Lord, to catch on, Lord, with the frequency of heaven. And so, Father, we thank you, O oh God, because this morning, O oh God, we receive the grace, Lord, and the ability, Lord, to even walk in holiness, Lord, to become holy just as you are holy. In the mighty name of Jesus, Father, we thank you, Lord, for the grace, Lord, even to experience, Lord, a new, a new dimension of holiness in you. In the mighty name of Jesus, Father, we thank you, O oh God, for you are equipping us, oh God. We thank you, Father, for such a timely word. We thank you for the equipping in this season, the equipping of your army, oh God. We thank you, oh God, because you are even bringing upon us, um, uh, um, you're bringing fresh understanding, oh God. You're bringing a, a re-education, oh God, of the doctrine of holiness upon our lives. Father, we mm -hmm. thank you. We thank you for you are equipping us even with the gifts of the Spirit. We thank you, oh God, for every gift that is being imparted upon the church, that is been imparted upon our lives in this time and in this season to the glory of the Lord and to the and for the establishment of your kingdom in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you, oh God, even for the desire, oh God. Father, we thank you for the zeal, oh God. We thank you for the desperation, oh God, that is even within us right now to even stay in the place of prayer, to stay in the place, Lord, of consecration, to stay in the place, Lord, of of, 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 of contending, oh God, for that which you, you have called us into, oh God. We thank you, Father, because in this season, Lord, we would make good, Lord, of the calling that you have placed upon our lives in the Amen. mighty understand mm -hmm. what it means to walk out our salvation with fear and trembling like we have mm -hmm. not done before in the mighty name of jesus father we just mm -hmm. thank you for your grace we thank you for your empowerment mm -hmm. oh god we thank you father even for the sound of heaven that is being released over us and the sound oh god that will be released from mm -hmm. within us oh god by reason lord of the fresh fire of the holy spirit that comes upon us in the mighty name of jesus father we mm -hmm. thank you oh god because you are setting us apart by your spirit oh God, you are setting us apart onto good works. We thank you, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you, Father, for the grace to pray. We thank you, Father, for the ability to pray. We thank you for the language and the utterance, oh God, in the place of prayer. We thank you, Father, because in this season, Lord, you are causing us to shift, oh God. Father, you are even changing, Lord, our desires. You are changing, Lord, the things that we, we, we desire to see when we pray to you, oh God. Father, we thank you for a new level that you are bringing us into we thank you holy spirit because indeed you are wearing us like a glove in this season you are wearing us like a mantle in this season and you are doing the will of the father through us and we just position and we align ourselves lord we agree with every word that you speak to us oh god and father we declare lord that if it is available lord if it is if if your word says it is available lord then we want it we want to receive it we want to be positioned for the um, for the move of the spirit in our our time and in our generation in the mighty name of jesus father Amen. we thank you oh god because we know that you are touching each and every one of us individually and uniquely oh god with the coal of fire father in every area and every dimension Amen. oh god and every respect of our lives oh god to be able to execute father 
to be able to execute the ministry that you have placed within us in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we cannot do it by ourselves, oh God. As much as, Lord, we rise up, Lord, to, 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 to the calling that you have placed upon us, Father, we also receive your grace. Father, we receive your grace, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus, that each and every one of us indeed will stand as members of the army, oh God. Father, each of each and every one of us will stand, oh God, in the strength that your spirit propels us to in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we give you praise and we thank you. We exalt your holy name, oh God. We thank you, oh God, for the manifestation, oh God, of the things that we have prayed for. We thank you, Father, because we will not lose heart, oh God, but we will continue to press in the place of prayer. We will continue to press, Lord. Our NX expectations, oh God, will not be cut short in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for the work that you are doing in us. Thank you for the work that you are doing among us, oh God. Thank you for the work that you are doing, Lord, in the church, in this time and in this season. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Amen, amen and amen. Um,